Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, I'm Ed. This is episode four in this series. We're looking at the book of 2 Peter, but I'm not alone. Hello, I'm James. I get called Jam, and this is episode four. And it's kind of sad because it's the last one, but it's still very exciting nonetheless, isn't it? Oh, look, the book of 2 Peter has very rarely been attempted for children. No. And we've done it, and it's so encouraging to know what you have all got out of it, and that we together are growing in our love for Christ through it. Good work, team. Absolutely. It's all about growing, and that's the whip around question. Have you grown anything you're really proud of? Okay. As I said in the previous podcast, we're not great at growing things. Things tend to come to our house to die. Mm. But one year I did have success growing tomatoes. So many tomatoes, I'm still eating the chutney five years later. How about you, Ed? I have worked out that the easiest vegetables I can grow are courgettes and carrots but they never look the right shape oh we grew some carrots once and they were minuscule yes yeah they're very thin and quite hairy Uh, how about you anything you've grown that you're really proud of How did you get on? What have you grown that you're really proud of? Um, what well, You could email us and tell us. Oh, please do. Podcast at faithinkids.org. We love hearing from you. Come and say hello. And, and so tell us where you're listening to the podcast, what you've been getting out of it. This is our last one in this little mini series. And we've got some fun facts coming up about growing. Because today we're asking the question, can I really change? Can I really change? And we're talking about growing to be more like Jesus. But here's some growing uh, fun, fun facts. Put a notch in a tree, and no matter how much the tree grows, the notch will stay the same distance off the ground. What? If you're with an axe, you make a big dent in a tree. Yeah. Sort of. Make it too big, and the tree will fall Your over. height above the ground. Your height above the ground. 
no matter how long that tree lives, it will just keep growing. But that notch will stay there. So it grows at the top, but it doesn't grow at the bottom. I like that a lot, Jam. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know why that's so pleasing, but it is. Talking of trees, mm. the monkey puzzle tree... I know it well. ...is from Chile. Although there are no monkeys in Chile. <laughs> so the puzzle is why the monkey puzzle tree is called a monkey puzzle tree, given the lack of monkeys. I would love a listener in Chile to tell us if in Chile it is called the monkey puzzle tree, or that's just what we call it, even but, though it's from Chile. Maybe they call it the 70 types of insect tree. Maybe. Because that's what actually lives in the tree, apparently seven different types of insect. But that's not as exciting as a monkey puzzle tree, no. is it? Anyway... Talking of more trees, yes. oak trees can live for a thousand years, and the average lifespan, if you don't cut it down, is 600 years. Wow. They're classed as ancient from 400 years onwards, and oak trees are more likely to be struck by lightning than any other tree. Why and is I, that, Jack? I just don't know. Oh, okay, this is a challenge. Why are oak trees more likely to be struck by lightning, or is Jam mistaken? I might be mistaken fastest growing woody plant in the world is bamboo it can grow 35 inches in a single day no yes honestly that's the height of some of our listeners exactly what in one day imagine if your children grew at that rate and continued to grow that, that, that's like George's Marvellous Medicine. Yeah. Honestly, Jan. Yeah. They, so they, apparently they don't do anything for months. And when they start growing, they grow. You can literally watch them grow. Look, I want to say to our listeners, I'm sorry if your heads have just exploded <laughs> with that fact. That is amazing. We're going to take it down a notch so we don't get too excited. The slowest flowering plant yes. is a giant bromeliad yes. in the Bolivian mountains. They were found one in 1870. Yes. The flowers don't come out for 80 years (laughs) do not give that to your mum for mother's day absolutely not although you can say happy mother's day you will thank me in 80 years time should either of us survive that long uh and you know i i hope that they're nice when they come well jam yeah jam may i just thank you for those facts amazing particularly good ones thank you very much and we're talking about them because today is all about growing because we find ourselves thinking can i really change because sometimes we honestly look at ourselves and the mistakes we make and we just think oh no can i really change we're going to go back to uh, peter's letter Listen out for the word grow. It's uh, chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. I'm going to read that for you now. Dear friends, you already know about this, so be careful. Do not let those evil people lead you away by the wrong they do. Be careful so that you will not fall from your own strong faith, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Glory be to him now and forever. Amen. Amen, Jam. Do you have a favourite picture when you were very, very little? I have one of my daughter. She's now 14, but in this picture, she's having a bath in a bucket. That was how small she was. Bathing in a bucket. Now she could carry the bucket. You can't believe she's the same person. She has grown so much. Now that is the story of us growing as Christians. We find ourselves getting really fed up of what we're like. Will I ever change? And it's hard to see it because it happens day by day. You do not change to become more like Jesus as quickly as bamboo grows. Oh, if only. 
we're looking at the very last verse of the letter. It's a cracker. Listen, be careful so that you will not fall from your own strong faith. Be careful. It's like falling out of a tree. Your faith to stay strong, to stay there. Listen, instead, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Do you see? In order not to fall in your faith, you have to keep growing. I want you to imagine a bucket with a hole in the side. Okay, that bucket is you. You've never been told you're a bucket before. I want you to imagine that we pour Jesus into that bucket. So imagine you're pouring bottles of water into that bucket and each bottle is a bit more Jesus. We keep growing in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. We need more Jesus in. Every Bible story you hear before bed, every time you're taught the Bible in church, every time you ask a tricky question of someone you love about the Bible, every time you read the Bible on your own, every time you sing a Bible song, it's more Jesus in. It's your bucket being filled up with Jesus. And you are growing in grace. Water starts coming out that hole in the side. Do you see? Jesus in, grace out. As you know and love Jesus more, you will show more grace to others. That is what the Spirit is doing. So imagine you have a big sister. She's like a cup that's catching that water that's spilling out the side. As we love Jesus more, we start to be kinder to our big sister. Hard to imagine? The Spirit does that work. As we hear more about Jesus, next cup, a little brother, he catches that grace. We are learning to be more patient with our little brother. Next cup, it's your parent. You are showing more grace to your parents. Can you imagine that? You are able to encourage your parents. Tell them, mum, you are smashing it at this whole mum thing. Dad, I'm going to try and stop telling you lies. Imagine another cup. This one is you being more self-controlled, making better choices, less angry, more in control, more calm. Jesus in, grace out. Jesus in, grace out. Peter tells us Jesus will definitely come back and he'll find us changed. We can change. We are becoming more like Jesus more Jesus in our lives. Open your Bibles, get reading, get listening, get talking. The Spirit is changing us with grace out. It's happening slowly. Ask your parents, do they see you changing to become more like Jesus? Can they give you examples of change? We're changing together. Let's pray we'd know it's happening. Dear Father, I thank you for this promise that you will grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, you're growing us in knowledge of Jesus and in grace that we show to others. We pray for the day Jesus returns. We look forward to that day and we thank you that he will find us more like himself because of the work your spirit is doing. Help us to believe it's happening and help us to enjoy it's happening. Amen. Amen. And for the last time in this series, Ed's got questions. If you're under five, who tells you about Jesus? If you're five to seven, what do you love most about Jesus? If you're eight to 11, 
When did you last encourage someone? If you can't remember, do it now. Encourage them. Tell them something that they have done that's godly, more like Jesus. Over 11s, what could you pray so that the Spirit makes you more like Jesus? What could you pray so the Spirit makes you more like Jesus? Got the questions? Off you go. Have a chat about that. If you want to do that now, hit pause. But we're going to carry on with a sketch. One last sketch in our series about Peter the fisherman who wrote this letter looking back on the mistakes he made and how he became more like Jesus by trusting more in him, by knowing more of him. Have a listen into this one. Right, there's your food. Oh, thanks, Marcus. Right, no need to be sarcastic. No, I'm not. I'm not. Look, I was hungry. You've given me food. I can eat it. What's not to love? But it's not good food. I wasn't, I'm in prison. I wasn't expecting stuffed crust pizza, an ice cream sundae and a garlic bread on the side. Well, that's a relief. What is it? Brown. Brown? Yeah. That's, it's not my favourite, but it's probably going to do the job, isn't it? Better than nothing. Probably. Are you being funny? No. Why? Well, it's just... You don't really like the other prisoners that we get in here. I mean, they normally yell at me, call me names, throw food at me. What makes you so different? Uh, it It could be because I used to be a fisherman. We kind of roll with it like our boats, just seeing what comes and rolling along. And smelling like fish. What? Nothing. Um, so what makes you different? Well, I guess it could be Jesus, I suppose. Yeah. I, I, mean, there were, I, I mean, I used to be clueless. There was this one time when Jesus got out the boat mm. and he started walking on water. Walking on water? Yeah, I know. Incredible. I wouldn't have seen it, I believed it, unless I'd seen it with my own eyes. So anyway, I said, hey, Jesus, could I get out too? I'd, I'd love to walk over to you. So I get out of the boat and I start walking over. But then on my way, I get a bit panicky and start sinking and I have to shout, hey, Jesus, help me, help me. Absolutely no faith at all to speak of. There was this other time when he said, right, I'm going to wash all of your feet. And I said, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're the king. I should be washing yours. So he says, no, no, I'm really going to wash you. I got completely clueless. Said, could you do me armpits, my belly button too? Let's do it all if we're about it. He just looked at me and said, oh, Peter, you are an idiot. He, he didn't, but that's basically what it meant. Honestly, I had no idea. The things I used to say in front of Jesus. But why aren't you angry? Like, you're a bit like that Jesus guy, I guess, aren't you? Because, like... When he was arrested, he didn't get mad like you. Marcus, you say the loveliest things. I think what it was actually is you have to probably go back to Pentecost. That was the day when the Spirit arrived. Honestly, everything totally changed on that day. Just rushing winds. Oh, no, I've had enough of your rushing winds. No, no, no. They were inside. A huge sound of a rushing wind. Flames on heads. Speaking other languages as if it's like Duolingo on steroids. Everyone's about it. That, it turns out, was the spirit arriving in the lives of everyone who is trusting in Jesus. We all changed. I mean, for the better. But he hasn't exactly come and rescue you, has he? No, I know. And maybe he won't. Maybe he will. 
But what I do know is that he is doing a good work and he is changing me to be more like his son, Jesus. It's happening. It's a promise. I'm seeing it. It's slow. It's often discouraging, but I am changing. Well, you're just as weird as him. (laughs) Honestly, Marcus, you say the loveliest things. (laughs) Come on, Marcus. We're going to finish with a song now about the one we want to be more like and to know about. And that's Jesus. He is the hero, not Peter the fisherman, not you, certainly not me. The hero is Jesus. We want to be like him. He healed the sick. He calmed the storm. He saw 5,000. He fed them all. He raised the dead. He cured the blind. Drove out the legion. Restored a mind. We're done, Ed. We so are. You can pick up some awesome cutlery CDs. I bet if you Google, you'll find them. They have provided all of our tunes in this amazing series. Keep remembering what we've learned in 2 Peter. It used to be a tricky book, but now it's a super encouraging book. Thanks for joining us, and we can't wait for our next series. We've got some plans. See you soon. Bye-bye. And here are those questions again. If you're under five, who tells you about Jesus? If you're five to seven... What do you love most about Jesus? If you're 8 to 11, when did you last encourage someone? If you can't remember, do it now. Encourage them. Tell them something that they have done that's godly, more like Jesus. Over 11s, what could you pray so that the Spirit makes you more like Jesus? Jesus.